The best teacher shows you where to look, not what to see. The best teacher gives you the information and lets you conceptualize it yourself. The best teacher gives you an object and lets you manipulate it first, test it first, and then explains the standard use case for said object or whatever. The best teacher listens more than they talk. The best teacher always gives you an option, a choice. The best teachers are here to make you stronger, not more compliant. With this in mind, some of the best teachers that I've had in my life, other than just being respectful, have had some of these qualities because they've helped my mind grow and expand to see things. As I'm setting up my new office, I ordered a couple of things. Obviously, a desk is one of them. Um, the desk I really wanted was going to take a few weeks to be delivered. So there was a desk that I didn't really want, but it could get here in a few days. So I got that desk, and then I ordered a standing desk on top of that. But before I got the standing desk, I had the regular desk. And I'm putting the desk together. I look, pick, pull out the instructions, start putting the desk together. And I'm looking, and I didn't like First of all, the instructions were like the worst instructions I've ever seen in my life. Even the pictures, everything was just horrible. And I said, you know what? I don't even want this. And I just kind of threw it because I'm in, not say I'm an engineer, but common sense a little bit. Um, I put the instructions down and I just structured the desk the way I wanted it. And it had all these unnecessary parts. Long story short, it had all of these components in the middle of the, of the desk that I didn't need. What I really wanted to put there was my computer and printer on that bottom shelf, one more shelf to hold a standing desk and still put some items, and I had three more boards, which I now use, one on my floor, to hold my air purifier and my humidifier. The point is, many people would have sat here frustrated with the desk, determined to do it just the way it said to do it, as if that's the only way the desk can exist. When there's really, this doesn't fucking matter. If you make one piece of the desk, if you take all of the wood and you fucking create, that's creativity. That's artistic looking at things. That's ingenuity. That's oh, creativity. That's what they don't want you to have. They want your mind to get this thing, untake it out the box, look at the directions, frustrate myself if I have trouble, go through the thing one by one, don't skip anything, don't alter anything. <laughs> And stay here as long as it takes to get it. Even if I can't get it, don't think of any other way to, to build a desk. Just call a friend probably, right? And have them come over and do it. It's insanity. Because you've been given these frameworks. So me being that I'm a free thinker, I do this with everything around me. I'm, this is why I'm able to transcend every single thing that happens to me. Because I don't take standard definitions of things. Even when I have failures, I say, all right, what's the lesson? I messed up, data point, reference it and move on. So the best teachers, in my opinion, create a mindset of learning and teach you how to learn more than teach you something. Do you understand? Teaching you one specific thing. I can teach you one thing. Anybody can teach you one thing. But to teach you how to learn anything is one of the strongest things. To teach you how to conceptualize things is an important thing. To teach you how to look at something, break it down, or reverse engineer it to its core components is a way of thinking. So now, why 
because in school, prepare the world to think like this. Well, then they couldn't make you do a lot of the things that are in society that just don't make sense. You see, under this follow orders, even when they don't make sense kind of paradigm that we've all grown up in, as if no life can ever work without these strict orders, makes you compliant with every other thing. doesn't matter what they do, right? I always use uh, income tax. People fought income tax in the late 1800s until they finally got somebody in. I think it was Woodrow Wilson, whatever. He connected somebody in England. They worked their little deal. They gave him some money. He eventually put it through, I think, 1913. It finally got passed. Point is, at that time, people were like, income tax? Are you going to tax me to work? <laughs> what the fuck? That's just crazy. And it is crazy. But once it got over people probably fought it a little but the insanity of the of the mind to just forget uh how they beat things into you and then after a while once you get past that initial period it becomes normal it becomes normal when they went from tokens to bus passes right at first people were probably oh, but then it becomes normal so now if you grow up with just bus passes the concept of a token doesn't even mean anything to you the point is at now Income tax is just as insane as it was in 1895. But being that we are born into this and we're used to it, we don't question it. And this is how these insane things come to society. And this is what we're living in right now. The strongest I've ever seen. People are nervous because this is unprecedented, the levels that I, I see them going to to strip you of your thought process, to strip you of information. Like, they've really gone to desperate levels. Like, Farrakhan is banned. David Icke is banned. So many people have been... Anybody who speaks the truth, if you want to know reality, those people are telling you the truth. But anybody who speaks anything other than that, just, you know, we're not forcing you. We're not selling you any books. <laughs> we don't have a vaccination that's going to make $3,000 a pill. <laughs> I mean, a, a dose, whatever. Right? Around... We don't have any of that. We're just telling you where to find information, telling you to think about things yourself. And these people are literally being deplatformed and shut down. They've taken them off of YouTube, Facebook, this. The algorithms are changing. You can't even find information. They're suppressing information on Google, on everything. So the world is really getting to a one narrative kind of thing. Like we know what the truth is. Anything else is misinformation. <laughs> And you see it's getting to the point now where I would not be surprised if they start trying to jail people for just giving your opinion that against their official narrative, even when their official narrative is all based on fear and lies. So if I get on here and I say, hey, put death in context, 150,000 people die every day, 50,000 are from non-natural things. Why are we not fighting preventable deaths? Why did we still sell alcohol, cigarettes? and fast food during the pandemic. Those are the three leading causes of preventable deaths. If this whole thing is about death and death and keeping everybody alive, like there's some, there's no death problem. We actually have a surplus problem. This is the key thing. So if I tell you, you're going to call me all sorts of names, but it's a fact. What the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> there are more people being born every day than die. That's it. So if you use your common sense, if I already have control of most of the world's resources, right? And there are more people coming into this world and more people are going to be poor than rich. What does my future for myself or my kids look like if I'm this person? 
and I have this overpopulation issue. Probably more poor people that are going to want to take from my rich kids and myself. <laughs> right? That's how they would look at it. If you, and I'm not talking about just having a good life for yourself, a couple of me. I'm talking about, you know, the 250 million uh, club and above. I'm talking about that level, those people. Where, you know, you pretty much have to just get on drugs and, and just you know, do a bunch of foolish things repetitively <laughs> to blow your money. These people, why would why would they want to save all of these people? It doesn't even logically make sense. Why would they want to have when we mind you, like I just said, there is an overpopulation problem. So these are common things. So if I say something like that and I had a big enough platform, they just demonetize me, they deplatform me, they just they're just stopping the information for you from getting it because the scams are, are being uncovered now. And you know, but it's bad when the cops speak out. They're they're shut down. Uh, physician Jensen, he came out and just said, "Hey, they sent a letter talking about how to classify it. They're pressuring us to classify things as COVID-19. Why would you have to send letters pressuring doctors to label something COVID-19?" He says it now. They start investigating him. So this it, it's becoming. It's always been like this, but it's becoming worse because these are not teachers. They're not loving people. They're just evil people, demonic people. That's who they are. It is what it is. But you, the fact that people are, are looking to these people for advice on their life is the fundamental failure of life. So a couple stories. So for me, obviously, 9-11, uh, seeing that video and, and learning about that whole situation, how crazy it was, was a big eye opener. But when my mother passed away in 2012, I, I learned a lot, too, because um, her life was a testament. She was a wonderful person. Um, but she was an intellect. She didn't exercise much. And she just relied on the, the pills of the doctors. And, that, and she didn't take her health into her responsibility. Like, so that wasn't something she took. I remember her saying, the doctors failed me. And it was like, they did fail you. But I learned to myself that at that moment, and it was just a, a final uh, confirmation to me that you're responsible for every single thing in your life. Like, there's a guise that there's these people all there for you, but who is really there for you? When you turn 18, who comes? Does somebody come and give you a life plan? Like, hey, I think you should. Like, does, does the government send a life coach to you, right? <laughs> hey, I think you would be a great engineer and you should go here and do that. No, you have to figure it out yourself. So everything is really for yourself. Nobody tells you about your fi- financial life. When I learned about finance at 27, 28 years old, I was so angry. I was like, how is this not? T- this is like the most important part of my life. How could you not have a whole class in high school, senior year, about stocks, bonds, futures, currency, this whole process of Federal Reserve, money creation, economics? It's like, this is not, my God, like, that's, like, imperative. They didn't teach you. When I found out uh, deep stuff about eating and fasting and working out, HIT, and all these different, there's like thousands of little loopholes and tricks for like excellent life (laughs) that you don't even need all of this stuff that they keep selling you. They're selling you poison (laughs) to fight their poison that they keep subjecting you to, that you don't have a choice to opt out. So we're in a non-opt out time. And it's very scary because it's like, as I'm going throughout society, I was telling somebody the other day, I personally um, been traveling lately and I was 
very, I was feeling really good for a few months and, you know, I had, I was, you know, pretty much traveling in hotels and wasn't really interacting too much with people. I avoid, you know, big crowds anyway, uh, for health reasons. I just don't think it's smart in most cases. And then when I get to this new place, I set up my office. I'm forced to do a few things, post office, bank. Uh, and then I went to the gym and I'm fine, but I felt a little something in my throat, just a little aggravation for a couple of days. And it's, I'm not gonna say it was because, but just coincidentally, I was using the mask the last few times because since I got here, everybody screams at you if you don't have a mask on and you have to wear a mask. And I'm not saying that's why I got a little uh, thing in my throat, but you know, I was fine when I did it my way. I did it your way and it doesn't work. And for me, specifically as a black man, a uh, pretty clever guy, um, it's just, I've always tried these things with the society stuff. It's just bad. It just doesn't work. And I'll give you examples of why, you know, I, I've always been able to see the world my way. I'm 40 years old. I've never had a major car crash in my life. And I literally for three years, I had an executive car service. I, when I was young in my 20s, I would drive all day. Like when I wasn't working, I was driving. I just seen the world. That was my freedom to me. Freedom to me was driving throughout the land. Um, and I've never had a major accident. But what a lot of people don't know is how I drive. I don't drive with one foot. I drive with two feet. And I don't just drive with two feet to be difficult or to be different or to prove anything. <laughs> Logically, to me, I made an assessment of something. I said, if I'm driving, I need quick responses. If I have to move my right foot from the brake pedal to the gas pedal to the brake pedal to the gas pedal, or let's say I'm gassing, I need to brake quickly. There's probably not too long of a of a time frame, but there's at least a second or some some portion of a second that it takes to travel from the gas pedal to the brake pedal. And I said this is a time lapse that can affect probably crashes. I didn't understand, and it was so much more comfortable just to have both feet there. So for my whole life, for 20 years, I've 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 driven with uh, two feet, and. I've avoided tons of accidents because I think I have a quick response. I have good reflexes, but also I feel like this on a logical point of view, my foot is already there. So all I have to do is depress as opposed to that uh, maybe, you know, half a foot of travel. So something like that is an example and it's worked for me very, very well. Like I said, I ran a whole car service on this um, and I'm pretty much known and respected as a pretty good driver. So as an example of, just as but society says it teaches you to do if i told somebody if i told my driver instructor they would probably fail me you see because you're not doing it our way and you're like wow when i was in school i'm right now i'm a, a program i develop algorithms but i'm not gonna say a genius but i'm almost a math genius when i was uh in manhattan public school when i was young i uh, went to school downtown and with all diverse people but i took those statewide tests and I would always be in the top 99 percentile of math. Not always, maybe 95 sometimes, but like I would always be like between 95 and 100 of like the top uh, in math and specifically pattern recognition. <laughs> that was something that I was able to detect like patterns, you know, a little bit better than the average person. So I had math proficiency, right, my whole life. But as I got older, I had trouble sometimes in math because the way I saw the world and they would always want me to write the work that way and I would try to explain to them the way I see things now the way I saw things was different 
but it was gifted. I would get the answers faster than everybody else. So it wasn't like I had this different way that was actually less effective. I would always score high on tests and I was able to derive answers with my own way of looking at things. They would ask me some question. You want me to show this work and do this? I said, I don't, that confuses me when I literally do your thing. But I, how I do is I, I, uh, you make 79 times 56. I take all the tens. I do seven times five, you know, 3,500. Then I would do six times five. And I do these and then I add the two together. I do this in like almost a visual spreadsheet or a visual notepad in my head. <laughs> I break down the tens of things and then I do the singles and then I add them. That's just one little trick that I use. But it's like something that's helped me my whole life. So now I was told all sorts of things about how I don't follow the rules. <laughs> I was never given any credit for this. You know, I was never told you're, you know, you're a genius. You know, they were going to skip me one time, but the white lady said that I talked in class, so I didn't get skipped. But the point is, just like the driving example, I had a way that just worked so well for me, but I kept getting told that this was wrong because you are not supposed to be you. The big secret of life is that they don't want you to develop into your own self-awareness because you'll start to understand your strengths. And once you understand them, you'll be able to tap into them and to ex- uh, uh, exemplify them into onto your life and in society. And if you become really strong, you'll be able to create your own ways of life <laughs> because you'll understand systems and you'll understand positions and systems and you'll stop positioning yourself in these meaningless positions that will never get you anywhere. So something as simple as, hey, the teacher is just telling you you have to do it like everybody else it's illogical if you go on Waze or any navigation app and you put in a destination they usually give you i think three options right but in reality a lot sometimes there's eight sometimes there's 750 sometimes there's thousands of different possible routes right depending on how far you're going right um and what your metrics are in terms of like what are you what are the parameters rather in terms of like what do you value trying to take the shortest route you want the most scenic route but case in point there's numerous ways to get there so if you just take the standard thing you're going one state over 100 miles and it gives you three routes all three routes take you to the same answer but they all have different advantages and disadvantages but there's not just one way there's really almost nothing in life. There's a few things, but there's almost nothing in life that there's just one way to do something. So why would there just be one source of information? What? You can go to, you know how many people have died going to the doctor off their one prognosis? What does a responsible person tell you to do? Go see three doctors at least, right? Two doctors. Get Confirm that opinion. You ever go take your car to one, let two people say that they have the same problem. Three people. The point is to do things, to, to do due diligence and to use different forms of information is very healthy. And just how they're loopholes, like there's somebody who is a is a salesperson that makes a hundred thousand dollars and there's somebody who can barely scrape ten. And they might even sell the same product in the same area. How is that? There's if you sit both people down, there's just ways that this person goes around about it. Now, what I know in life is that rarely Will the overachiever ways be taught? Those are usually nuanced things that you derive from your experience to show you how to deal with something. It took me nine years to just get the most simplest concept 
of mean reversion in terms of trading. And that has opened up a whole new world. But just one concept, and it was backwards. One simple concept, it was backwards. And literally how I got it was at the end of setting up something, I just reversed the entry and exit signals. Because <laughs> it was still linear, but it was linear down. So I just reversed it and it went linear up. But in that, I found something, right? The point is nobody ever, I read hundreds of books. People hint to things, did it this, whatever, but I didn't, nobody ever just told me this. I had to discover it and then believe in it. So guys, the point is, it took me a long time to get super confidence in like the way I look at the world is not only correct for me, it's actually insanely advantageous. And don't let anybody tell you what to do. You go look at information, look at facts, look at studies, believe science. But put all things into your box of decisions before you make a decision on anything. And what we're experiencing now with the censorship, with the, uh, you know, the forcing of things. What I saw this morning was now I saw one place in California and another place in New Jersey. Or maybe it was Arizona and Jersey. I saw something that was talking about mandatories. This is how they, they slowly beat you in. And let me explain to finish up what's happening now in these last uh, five, ten minutes. They slowly beat you into these things, right? Uh, they did it with 9-11. A, tra- uh, a traumatic event. Boom. Something happens. They get your emotions. Once they got your emotions, they start coming with solutions. They tell you these solutions. They always are extreme. Oh, weapons of mass destruction. Weapons of mass just, just this insane lie that they tell you that they'll never be able to prove. You know it. But you, your mind can't accept it. And then they start to implement their orders, like um, or their fear too. First, because in 9/11 times they had these things called yellow, orange, red days, where I was like, you go and turn on the news, or in the morning it's a red day, or it's a yellow day, or it's a green day, it's a orange day, and I was like, but that would be it. And I, I've told you guys many times, beware of information, and definitely robust. Or powerful information that's not followed with any direction because that especially fearful fearful robust information with no direction is always manipulative what was the point of telling you something you know it's like telling you you have cancer but then don't tell you the, the ways we can fight it you know other than if it stays four and you're about to die you know it doesn't tell you anything so if somebody's telling you it's a yellow day I was like all right do I take the six train instead of the four train like what are you telling me it's a yellow day what am I supposed to uh, fundamentally, practically, do different than I did yesterday. Nothing, and they know that. That's why they don't tell you anything. It's just to put fear. So when they come with this other stuff, that's what happens. So now, people like myself have been have been telling people for years that that as more people wake up, they're just gonna start getting out of these systems. But they're gonna at some point just force it on you, like they do now with things. They connect things to things that they. That's the see. That's where the cops play a role, and it's a big, real reason why that's going to be a strong fight to to take some powers from them because they are the first level enforcers of this fuckery example if you do something right you don't pay a bill you don't pay a parking ticket they suspend your license right who would really care if it's, uh, my license is suspended but no you should have to care because the police can pull you over run your license and take you to jail saying you don't have you're not licensed which is crazy to put somebody in a jail cell because they don't have a piece of paper but like i said these are the type of things that human beings just okay let's just follow the rules then (laughs) 
Oh my God, the rules that satanic, uh, devilish people made for you to control you. Such idiots. And that's what, what what's so interesting about these idiots because they're so focused on others. They just are so non-self because they need, mind you, they're the minions. They haven't ever expanded their minds. They don't know how to create, think, or do anything. So they need the system. And this is why they're so, wear your mask and do this and just follow every rule. Because it's like, bro, what's up with you? <laughs> you don't really want yeah, a lot of people don't want to own their own property. A lot of people don't want to have control of their own finances. A lot of people don't want to be responsible for their own health. Me, I wake up in the morning and I think of what I'm eating and what, how I'm working out and how I'm getting sun and how I'm taking vitamins. I don't leave my health to a doctor. I don't leave my spirituality to a religious person. I don't leave my finances to an accountant or a bank. I take responsibility for every part of my life. If I want it to be robust and, 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 and good, I need to take control of it. So these people will help enforce it. But what they're doing now is um, the forcing. So now they're saying in these places, they're forcing you to wear a mask, right? So can't not wear a mask in public because this is how they're going to just keep even they're trying to keep people like me just in the house, just away from society. And if you don't wear the mask, I think I saw something. It could be fines up to twenty six hundred dollars or a year in jail. So putting a person in jail for a year where they'll probably contract coronavirus and possibly die is the solution to not wearing a mask. <laughs> uh, oh my God. So now somebody say, oh, but it's a public health emergency. No, it's not. If you knew any, if you could do simple mathematics or, or break down any of the simple things that I told you about causes of death, right? Leading causes of death. You would know that it's not a public emergency. It's a scam. It's a real thing, but it's a scam in terms of its impact for what they're suggesting. So you like at best, this could be a strong advisory for a, a mask. To, to, we're going to have cops like you did before with in New York, these places, cops running up on people, telling them to wear a mask and social distance. You're too close to each other. You would allow some fucking agency to tell you how close you could be to another human being under the guise of protecting you when the, when the evidence doesn't even show the death that you think because you can't look at death. You can't even study a death statistic because your mind is so bent by fear. So the world that we're going into now, because like I said, they're putting these things and it's going to be you have to do it. And if you don't do it, we'll suspend your license. If you don't wear a mask, if you don't get our shot, if you don't do these things and become part of our drone population, you know, they're going to just try to block you off from society, which is fine. Um, but this is going to be very violent in terms of the interactions because I know I'm at a point now where I've just kind of accepted that people are a lot of people are just idiots and never because like I just said they don't have control. This is a process and it's a painful process that I wouldn't even expect people to want to go through. A process of getting information, a process of setting up your own life, comes with a lot of struggle, and I don't expect people to want it. So they're going to defend the system because the system defends them. As long as they play by these rules and just do everything they're told they can avoid trouble and that's how people are they just want to avoid trouble they don't want to do it right even though they're starting to get insane with what they're telling you the truth of it. hello everybody thanks for listening to the podcast 
Uh, we really appreciate it here. I just want to set an email address for you guys in case you want to get in contact with any comments, suggestions, feedback, positive or negative. Anything that's not gross or disrespectful is more than welcomed here at the podcast because we just want to push progress and then move forward. That email address is tthblkpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, tthblkpodcast at gmail.com once again that's t-t-h-b-l-k podcast at gmail.com basically it's the truth hurts but lies kills uh podcast and it's just abbreviated so the whole title of the podcast is abbreviated uh put into six different letters followed by the word podcast as one long word right t-t-h-b-l-k podcast at gmail.com Please get in contact. Don't hesitate. Anything you can think of, suggestions, other podcasts, anything that you feel is relevant, trust me, we will look at it, we will engage, and uh, we will push the agenda forward. Thanks a lot, guys.